Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Dara Fleming is a mental health campaigner and author, and Dara's with us on the programme today because, Dara, you're currently you're going through a difficult situation at the minute. Will you just explain to listeners what's happening? Hi, Andrea. Uh, yeah, uh, tough situation is one way to put it. Um, yeah, so basically, um, a couple of weeks ago, I rejoined a dating app called Hinge, which is similar to Tinder. And I matched a girl on that, and we started talking, and, you know, she had a full profile, said she had some core pictures, so it just seemed like a normal like a normal profile like anything else, and we started chatting on that for about a week, getting to know each other. Just, again, usual online dating stuff, not made of the blue. Um, and then she, uh, after about a week, was like, hey, do you want to move over to Snapchat, which, again, isn't unusual. It, it absolutely happens. Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, 100%, that's fine, and we started again just continued the conversation over there and then around friday saturday um uh, she kind of started making it a little bit more sexual in nature uh, like flirting sending various pictures uh, and then i requested that i send some back and i did and that was fine and then conversation kind of naturally came to its conclusion and i was busy for the weekend so we weren't really talking over the weekend and then yesterday morning i had a message from her on snapchat and i went into it and some of the pictures I sent her were screenshotted. Uh, there were screenshots of my personal Facebook page, of some of my family members' Facebook pages. Uh, and they said, um, you've 10 seconds to tell me to stop or I'm going to post these images to your family and friends. And then they kind of condescendingly started counting down from 10. Um, so I said, stop. And then they said, send us 2,000 euro or else we're going to post these. Then my Snapchat started ringing so you can ring people through Snapchat and uh, uh, it was from the, the girl I'd matched so I picked up and it was a man's voice he had an uh, accent with English he actually disclosed that he was from Nigeria living there and that Ireland was great and we had everything good and we had loads of good jobs and loads of money and that he wanted some of that money so that I had to send him 2,000 euro in Bitcoin which I said I don't have Bitcoin and he was kind of annoyed at the fact that I didn't have Bitcoin so he was like, right, you're going to have to uh, get Bitcoin and then you're going to have to take a nap and once he was saying that, I kind of told him to himself and I was like, you know what, if you want to send him to my mother, you can, I'm not paying you. Uh, so then I blocked him on Snapchat, that was fine. Then about 20 minutes later, I got a message request on Instagram from like a burner account uh, and it was just him trying to ring me there so I blocked him again. Then another account was trying to ring me and then he said, I'll reduce the price to 500. The video is uploading now, so this is your last chance. Um, do the right thing, be a good man, and don't make me ruin your life. And then he tried to ring me again, and I blocked him there. That was about lunchtime around this time yesterday. Uh, and that was the last I heard from him. After that, I said, like, Christ, like, you know, pictures were out of my control. I don't have any control in the situation. So I said, I'll just get ahead of it. And that's when I put out the. The initial tweet, just being like, look, uh, I'm being blackmailed, here's the story. You might see uh, naked pictures of me on the internet at some point. Because um, I just wanted to get ahead of it and not be like, because it's very embarrassing, but I didn't want to be, you know, for people to think I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely just wanted that control. So that's what I did. And then, as well as that, like, I do a lot of work in mental health. So, like, this situation, for people who are maybe not as, like, um, you know, I've had a lot of experience in mental health and being the same mindset as me. It's very, very 
uncomfortable. It's very distressing. It's very panic-inducing. And this has led to people taking their own lives in the past across the world. So it is a very, something I would take very seriously. And I was like, I need to do my part in terms of the mental health conversation, that there is a way you can handle it. And it doesn't have to come to a, a very um, stark and you know, tragic end. Yeah, Tara, there's, there's, a, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to kind of um, to unfold in, in, in all of this. Like, first of all, sorry, just bring me back for a moment. Um, do, do you know, like, so do you know how they got the photographs? Oh, I sent them. You like, had so sent, like, you sent uh, the photographs. So, yeah, so I thought I was chatting to a girl that I would be, uh, like, in, in time dating, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Pictures in Cork and she was sending me pictures and I, your question that that's quite a common thing these yeah days, yeah no no dating. So, so so yeah i'd sent them but then usually snapchat will uh, alert you if someone screenshots but i didn't get that alert so naturally i assume they took the pictures on a different device okay that's what oh, i was wondering oh. how if because there is normally with snapchat that a notification that if something has been screenshot that you so that didn't happen in this instance, but no. you, so you think it probably was a photograph of a photograph, basically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then you got the phone call and there have been various different phone calls, um, some of which you've been able to, to block in time. But like, I'm sure it's, it, like, it's, I'm sure it's, it's incredibly stressful for you and the fact that there's this threat, you know, that they're going to contact family members and, and all that goes with mm-hmm. it. Have, have you, has there been anything, first of all, I suppose, since today? No, n- nothing, nothing today. And yet, to, to be to be clear, like yesterday was easily the most stressful day of my life. It was really, really challenging, really negative impacts on my own mental health. Um, and as soon as I kind of told them to, you know, jog on and told them to send the pictures to my mom if he wanted, I rang my mom and like, I am very grateful for the fact I have an extremely supportive family and a supportive friend, so I knew I could have these conversations, as awkward as they can be. But I said, look, mom, this is the story. Uh, if you message them, you know, don't obviously go into it. Um, uh, yeah, so from there, I talked to some friends, talked to my brother, uh, just, just because like, if, I feel like if, you, if this does happen to you, which can happen, mm. and you sit with it yourself in your own head, you can feel far worse. You start to catastrophize you think this is the end of the world and then just getting the the perspective of other people uh, and the reassurance that yeah. like you know this isn't this isn't much happening you know I thought it was in the, in the initial stages of dating someone and then it turned out that they were like and it was all untrue but it was incredibly like uh, uh, do you want to make this point it was incredibly convincing that it was a real person and um, they were sending me like not just naked pictures but just like and texting back it was incredibly convincing, and it turned out to just not be true. I'm sure, like it's it's you. You seem to be, you know, ha- handling it pretty well, Dara. Well, we are we are days from it happening. Like, I mean, if if you were to talk to me this time yesterday, I was, you know, absolutely suffering. But I think, you know, um, for me, what kind of gets me through it is the fact that, like this instance is horrible for me personally but it can be used to as a cautionary tale so that like other young men other young women everyone like just doesn't get themselves in this situation because it it isn't an easy situation to handle and some people might not be able to handle it the way I have and that's the fear that like people might you know very serious and permanent uh, solutions to something that 
because it, it is, you know, incredibly embarrassing, mm. mortifying. It, it, I mean, we do live in a world now, at least, and this is my kind of, my just, or not, well, like, I suppose how I'm telling myself is that, like, a naked image on the internet isn't a life ender. Like, people do it often. It's very normalized to have naked images. So, like, 30 years ago, this is a bigger deal than it is today. It's still a massive issue, but, like, it's not a career ender if there happens to be a naked image of you. Yeah, and it's, well, it's it's also, I mean, we're living in, in a world where, I mean, there's been so much discussion around intimate images and it's something that we've talked about on, on the show and, you know, different um, supports and legislation that's come in around that as well. Dara, it just your, your line has just dipped a few times there while we're chatting. I, I just want to try and reconnect with you if you don't mind. Um, Dr. Caroline West is on the line as well because Caroline is based at the at University of Galway, uh, an outreach coordinator for active consent there. Like, Caroline, it was just in the first instance, you know, what Dara's um, going through at the moment, he's, I'm sure he's, he's not alone in this. No, absolutely not. There is so much support out there for people. So if this happens to you and you want to report it or try and get the images taken down, you can go to hotline.ie. But if you want just support around the emotional side, as Dara said, it has a really heavy emotional toll on people. You can go to women's aid and to men's aid and and talk this through because this is sexual violence. It's not just a laugh. It's not just, you know, no big deal. It, It is sexual violence and it does have an enormous impact. And, you know, thanks to people like Dara speaking out, you know, we can kind of understand what that impact actually looks like. So, you know, it is important to remember that no one is alone when this happens to them. There's actually advertisements running on television and radio at the moment. Um, you know, from, is it, I don't know, is it from the Department of Justice or, or the Gardaí alerting yeah, people to this? Both. Yeah, it's absolutely both. And, and I think those ads are really good because they, they highlight that if you're just threatening to share images, then that is illegal under what's known as Coco's law. So this is the, the law that covers, um, you know, the non-consensual sharing of nude images um, or videos. So, you know, the people think, oh, it's, you know, I didn't send it. So therefore, it's not legal. I was only threatening to. Well, actually, no, that is illegal under this. So the taking, the distributing, the publishing or threatening to share those intimate images of someone without consent is covered under Coco's law. And there there are fairly hefty penalties for that. You know, if you, if it's proven that um, someone was aiming to cause harm, which sounds like in Dara's case, there's a very clear, um, you know, you know um, display of harm there. Like the, the punishment can be up to five years in prison for that um, or an unlimited fine or sorry, seven years um, imprisonment or an unlimited fine. So, you know, it is being taken seriously in mm-hmm. Ireland and there are several cases going forward in the courts at the moment under this law. Dara, have you reported it out of curiosity to the Gardaí? Uh, yeah, I have. So you can go on to hotline.ie, um, which is an online reporting system, and then they forward it to the guards on your behalf, which I did yesterday afternoon. And what response have you had or have you heard anything so far? Um, yeah, so the hotline, hotline.ie got back to me almost immediately, kind of giving advice, and then they said they can send it to the guards on my behalf. Uh, I just had to consent, which I did, and then they said someone from the guards would be in contact, and I haven't heard anything yet. So I suppose it'll be on the list, but likely likely, likely that you will, and I'm sure now because you've been talking about this and the fact that you've highlighted it. I suppose, was that one of the things, Dara, like... Aside from your own story, but um, as somebody that's, you know, involved in, in campaigning and particularly in the area of mental health, like I'm, I'm sure that there's many people have gone through um, a similar situation to you. And I suppose just to highlighting it that to make people aware that, you know, we, we do have laws around this. 
Yeah, exactly. Like in a few, a lot of people have reached out to me in the last day saying something similar happened. Uh, and I think like there's a massive fear of coming out publicly and talking about this, which I can completely understand because there's huge stigma. There's a lot of embarrassment with it. And so people are afraid to talk about it. Uh, and often I imagine this results in people actually paying the, the blackmailer uh, rather than having to deal with this. But I, I like because mental health is such a, an important thing in my life and I think it is an important conversation that we should always have that I was like, even though this is uncomfortable for me personally, I think having this conversation will do more harm than good because it'll let people know, in particular young men, that like if this happens to you, you can talk about it and mm. it's not like it's not something you should be afraid to talk about. How much did you say you were asked for to pay to stop the photographs being shared initially to your family, Dara? Um, 2,000 euro and then that dropped to 500 in the second threat, um, which was a good discount, to be fair, but I still said no. 2,000 euro. But I mean, like you can you can completely see how somebody would, you know, like would very easily end up paying that because yeah. you know, the the pressure I'm sure that they would they would feel under especially like cause the the what happened with me is like the the demand came immediately with the pictures so you're already panicking you're freaking out you're seeing these pictures of yourself you're seeing pictures of your family and then they're threatening you and the the impulse is just to be like I need to get out of this straight away I should just pay but once the initial panic subsided I was like I'm not paying cuz like what's going to happen there is I'll pay and then they'll ask for more money and they'll keep asking for money. Caroline, what's your advice in, in this situation to, you know, to Dara and I suppose to, to others that are listening today as well and have maybe previously been in, in a similar situation? Yeah, well, the first thing I'd say is that it's not their fault. You know, there is an element of victim blaming when it comes to any element of sexual violence. And unfortunately, you know, Dara has said he's experienced it himself. You know, people saying, well, you shouldn't have sent it or it's no big deal or you're the one who sent the photo. That's not the point here. And the law is very clear on that, too. But it's always the fault of the perpetrator in this, not the victim. So whether you're walking home la- alone late at night or you're drunk or you're sending a nude, that's not your fault if someone else decides to violate your consent. So that's really, really important. Um, and the other thing I would say is that I think we need to have, a, you know, an, a preventative approach. So it's great to have hotline.ie for if something happens, but we want people to be aware of it. We want people to be aware of what the law is and that this is sexual violence too. So, you know, in third level active consent, we run workshops on digital intimacy and staying safe if you're dating online. As Dara said, you know, d- digital intimacy is a massive part of people's lives nowadays. So we just talk about how to keep people safe. So that education piece, you know, on how to support our friends, if this happens to to them, you know, it might never happen to you, but you might know someone in your class that happens to. So being able to have the information at your hand to be able mm. to support them and say, look, here, here's um, the number for um, the local, you know, counselling service or here's the number for women's aid or here's um, the, the address for hotline.ie. You know, we can be supportive rather than be judgmental, you know, and remember that this is always the fault of the perpetrator, never of the victim. I think that's really important to stress here. Well, in Dara's case, Dara, like there's, there's actually there's the, the threat to try and extort money, you know, as, mm. as, as well in all of this, like, that you're yeah, dealing with at the moment. Yeah, and I think, like, I've had conversations a lot today, as you can imagine, and I think the, the threat of doing it is more powerful than the act of sharing it, because you can imagine, like, these, these 
blackmailers are doing this to hundreds of people a day and if it became commonplace for these pictures to be shared then the threat loses its power because people are like oh well people's nudes are everywhere so i think it's actually the, the threat of doing something that doesn't happen very often and is quite like embarrassing is more powerful than the act of doing it because in reality if he sent the pictures to like my mother my father my cousins like that's embarrassing and awkward but it doesn't hold the same weight of like threatening to do it because when it happens we'll just get over it we'll delete the pictures we'll move on so texting from from a listener who says really feel uh, for the for that young man the same thing happened to my 14 year old son about two years ago we were up the walls we didn't know what to do or what he would do in the end we ignored the messages and the calls thankfully haven't heard anything since best advice is just ignore 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 is that your advice Caroline, or like, I mean, at least, you know, Dara, you say you've, you've gone, you've reported this to the Gardaí and, and via the hotline. But what is, I suppose, the advice, Caroline, here for people? Yeah, so it can be helpful to be to be aware of what, what your rights are. So that you do have COCOS law, which is for over 18s, but there is existing legislation for under 18. So like you're saying, that person there being 14, you know, that that's a very specific charge related to child material. So that that's important to recognise too. But yeah, a lot of these times they are just scammers. You know, it's like the texts that say, hi, mom, I've lost my phone. I'm on holiday. Can you send me messages or texts about your e-flow or, or your, your, mm. your banking app? So this is just a way that's scammers are trying and because sexuality is such a vulnerable private thing for so many people especially for young people you know you can see how they might feel pressure to go along with this but the first step I suppose would be to talk to someone about it you know reach out to women's aid if you're under 18 reach out to Childline um, have a look at hotline.ie see what your options are and talk to people you're not alone you're not at fault for being in this situation no one's going to judge you you know there is support out there um, available to you and you know I think that's really important like Dara said there's so much impact on our mental health and we have lost young people to suicide in similar situations or they go on and develop mental health issues or self-harm or you know there is there's lots of impacts that this has so it is important to build a supportive society Mm -hmm. where we do say this isn't okay actually um, and and, you know make sure that those resources that we do know about them and you know we we take this seriously as a country it is sexual violence. Like there's a couple of different things I suppose Dara in your story in that there's the the threat of the sharing of the intimate images as one texter here points out you know your story initially it, it sounds like a kind of a catfishing story but it's actually it's a scam as well in the middle of it all yeah it's catfishing it's a scam it's extortion it's the threat of sexual assault it is a a lot in one yeah. thing and then it's also yeah it's just it's incredibly like off-putting in terms of like you know because I'm, I'm a writer and there, there's a public feature to that that like being on the internet and being safe you know I don't really feel as secure on the internet anymore uh, that's another impact of this and it's just it's very unsettling that this can easily happen and I, I guess that's why I do want to talk about it because it can happen to anyone and like disproportionately I was reading up on it yesterday naturally enough that like it's happening to young men disproportionately uh, so I suppose in terms of like a question I have is like uh, I know Women's Aid was uh, referenced. Can young men and just men in general also go to Women's Aid, or is there another place for for men to go to? Caroline, oh, they can go to Men's Aid. Men's Aid, okay. Under Men's Aid, we might even try and get I'm happy to give out the the details or contact details for that as well. Dara, I think you know. You know, fair, fair play to you for highlighting this because I know what um, I'm. I'm sure you've probably had. 
you know, I'm sure in the main it's it's a positive response from people, but I'm sure there's been a combination of negative responses as well. But, you know, I think fair play to you for highlighting it. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, um, I, I, this is very reluctant. Like, I'm very reluctant to talk about it because it is so personal and it is so fresh and it is so... Uh, makes you quite vulnerable, but as I said, the conversation needs to be had in terms of protecting mm. other people who mightn't be able to deal with it as well. Um, and you know, my my whole mission uh, has been to prevent suicide, and this definitely affects that. So, if there's anything I can do to help that happen to reduce suicide, then I'm, I'm more than willing to talk. Well, look, I, I hope you get, um, you know, you'll, you'll be dealing with the guards. And as, as you said, you've, you've raised the issue uh, with them. I'm, I'm sure you'll hear from them as well. The Men's Aid Ireland number, actually, they have a confidential helpline. It's 0155-43811 and uh, mensaid.ie is their website there as well. Uh, Dara Fleming, thank you, Dara, for sharing your story with us on the programme today. Dr. Caroline West as well, who's from the Outreach Coordinator for Active Consent based at uh, the University of Galway. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.